0: You know, one of the things that sets me apart from other low-tier YouTubers out there on the platform is the fact that I am willing to admit When I was wrong, I'm willing to look you guys directly in the face or look directly into the camera at least and say I, Sean Fitzgerald, owner of the actual Justice Warrior, was incorrect. And recently, I made a video where I made fun of Jessica Burbank for suggesting that people were stealing cars just because they needed to go shop for groceries. Why are we seeing an increase in carjackings? I mean, we saw an increase in the price of of used cars and trucks go up by 40%. That's a very high number. I think people are really struggling to afford cars. And it's really sad because you see the main contributing factor of this to be markups done by dealers of 35 and 65 percent. And you see them breaking in uh, record profits. So as the price goes up, their profits go, go up as well. They're not just accounting for, you know, an incurrence of production cost. They're they're just raising the price as a part of their regular dealership markup. And people are really struggling. They need cars to go get groceries, go to work, what have you. And the fact of the matter is, today's story debunks everything I said and proves Jessica totally 100% right. Because in today's story, somebody stole a Kia and they drove it into a grocery store so that they could loot the grocery store, presumably to feed their starving family. Of course, I wasn't wrong. Of course, Jessica's ridiculous. Of course, this is a crazy crime and we're going to get into it. But before we do, I want to thank everybody who signed up over on actualjusticewarrior.com slash join. Give me the money. Give you give me the money okay? And thank you to the podcast listeners, Spotify, Apple, and Google's podcasting platform.
1: Roxy, it's a story about the worst of humanity and the best of humanity. Joining me now live, Ruben Ramirez Jr. His dad started this business almost 50 years ago, and it's been here ever since.
0: So this new segment opens very optimistic-sounding about the street takeover that actually happened at Ruben's Bakery. They interview one of the Ramirez family, who, by the way, opened this business nearly 50 years ago in Comp- In order to talk about the good things that happened after the riot, after the looting, after the street takeover, but make no mistake about it, one of the reasons why I'm covering this story is because the Ramirez family is sick and tired of the way that California goes soft on this mob of offenders. And nothing about this story, except for maybe some of the post reaction, is indicative of the goodness of humanity. It's indicative of the destructive nature of humanity, and it is a very very good teaching tool for those of you out there in the audience who think even when these people ransack and loot a bakery slash grocery store, they're doing so for their starving family. This was done for fun, for enjoyment, for entertainment, for personal profit, and I will prove it to you by the destructive nature of these criminals.
1: I have Ruben Ramirez Jr. His dad started this business almost 50 years ago, and it's been here ever since. How are you? This is a big day. It's like a rebirth for your business.
0: Now look, I thought I was going to make it further into this clip, if I'm being perfectly honest, but in reality, this lady smiling, and you could see it at the corner of your screen, is bothering the hell out of me. Why is she talking about this like it's a positive situation? Why is she talking about the rebirth of Rubens to Ruben Ramirez Jr., as if this situation would make his father oh so proud? She is celebrating this vicious attack on his business, making it seem like an absolutely wonderful idea, because people came out to support the business post the riot, post the destruction, as if this isn't going to make everything about his business more difficult to deal with in the future. His insurance premiums, guess what? They're going up. All of his other costs are going to go up, and the value of the property that this restaurant is going to go down. This is what happened after the LA riots, and we documented this about how the LA riot properties have still not recovered in terms of property value. And it took about 10 years for them to get back to just where they were again a decade behind other parts of la where there was no riot and yet this woman is smiling and yet she's talking about rebirth and how wonderful it is maybe because a big ass truck made a hole in the store and that reminded her of some adult situation and now she thinks something new is going to be birthed out of that but let us be clear the soldiers that ran into there to ransack the place were not going to something new and beautiful they were taking everything that wasn't nailed down and destroying everything else
2: yeah uh, yes it, it does kind of feel like that you know being close we have never been closed for more than a day we usually close on the 25th and on the first but never three four days in a row and it's just it feels good to be back
1: and let's show the audience let's go to that video the reason you were closed just two three days ago after a street takeover here on the corner of el segundo and santa fe the same folks involved in that street takeover well they took over rubens not only stealing everything they could carry but what they couldn't carry they basically destroyed
0: you see that last part right there that part that she. Set at the end about how after they took everything that wasn't nailed down after they looted the place after they ransacked the place they then set their minds to destroying everything that they couldn't carry is why i'm covering the story it's why i'm doing this report it's why i'm following up on this and it's why i'm so angry at the local news person for smiling and talking about rebirths and how beautiful this situation is because what this actually is is one of the darker sides of humanity and what we should always take with us when we think about the criminals these people were not starving or anything like that believe me if they were starving if they were desperate for their next meal they wouldn't be out in force in groups of a hundred blocking the roads in order to have a destructive block party and then only deciding to go into the store go into the bakery to steal bread ...after somebody drove a car through it. These people are opportunistic thugs. These people are destructive by nature. And guess what? We saw that nature on full display... ...after they took everything that you could eat. After they took everything of value. They then decided to top it all off... ...by destroying everything else. By committing as much destruction... ...and as much damage as possible. That is not the mark of a desperate population... ...that just wanted food for their starving family. They were in a bakery... They could have stolen the bread for their starving family and left, but guess what? They didn't do that. They caused as much damage as humanly possible, and this is because of the anger that they have. This is because of their destructive nature, and by the way, this is nothing new for these neighborhoods in the state of California. When we went back to the LA riots, and I showed this footage before, but I will show it again, and we talked about the destruction of the Korean businesses, they didn't just steal everything. In fact, the Korean Korean business owners were saying, I wish they would have just stole everything. They then set the property on fire because they wanted to cause as much damage as possible.
1: Why are we the victims? I mean, my friends are good Christians. I mean, we've been through so much and to go through this. I mean, everything 22 years down the drain. Many Koreans who yesterday were the shopkeepers of South Central Los Angeles today have lost the businesses they took years to create.
0: What can I say? Uh, you know I don't have any words to say to come back John
1: George Huang woke this morning to find his mini mall burnt to the ground a loss of a million and a half dollars and a lifetime of dreams oh, and effort.
0: See? I don't mind that Whatever they need to take it out but why they' burn out the property that's I don't, that's my question.
1: 41 Korean businesses in South Central have been torched, dozens looted. In this overwhelmingly black and Hispanic area, Koreans own many of the small businesses. They're insular, they employ their own, they keep to themselves. Blacks say that's the problem.
2: I'm not surprised that the Koreans got targeted because their prices are high, their attitude is wrong and they just don't seem to have any respect for the black community
0: now what's great about that video is that largely black people in the community destroyed those korean businesses they burned those businesses they robbed those businesses they sought revenge against those businesses and then when they interview a black person he talks about how the koreans don't respect the black man enough how this is a majority hispanic and black neighborhood and yet the businesses are owned by koreans these insular outsiders and kind of implied throughout the course of the segment that they had it coming and by the way when they interview your everyday residents your black residents they say straight up that they had it coming
1: it had to be heartbreaking to watch that video
2: oh it's very heartbreaking to see you know what my family has built over the years to just in five six minutes just be destroyed it's just it angers you
0: well, Rubens is owned by Ruben Ramirez, and before him, it was owned by Ruben Ramirez Sr., a Latino business owner who had been there for well over 50 years, should be totally integrated in the community, should be a place where people show up to all the time if it's been open for 50 years, and guess what? They were treated with the same disrespect, the same violation, the same level of destruction that those Korean businesses were treated years ago back in the 90s because the this isn't down to grievances this isn't down to some kind of infraction against the black community this is down to the unchecked destructive nature of that community that the city caters to there are plenty of black areas in this country where the prospect of looting and destroying businesses in the way that we saw on a grand scale during the blm riots or during the la riots is completely foreign and ridiculous to that population we have seen time and time again, Dominican neighborhoods, certain black neighborhoods actually come out in force to defend their own businesses, to defend their own areas, and to scare off looters and rioters or members of Antifa because they don't want their area destroyed. However, in California, in this particular part of Los Angeles, guess what? These people are catered to. They're pandered to. They're treated like they're the victims. They're allowed to run roughshod over the city. They're allowed to do these street takeover we've seen video after video of the police pulling up and just driving away without ever trying to stop them they're not prosecuted for this behavior even if they do get prosecuted they can't be sent to prison for this behavior and this is the result to pandering to that population they're not fighting against oppression i know a lot of left-wingers say that the destruction of rubens looked like a civil rights protest but i assure you this was just destruction for destruction's sake
1: It had to be heartbreaking to watch that video.
2: Oh, it's very heartbreaking to see, you know, what my family has built over the years to just in five, six minutes just be destroyed. It's just it angers you. I mean, imagine that.
0: 50 to 60 years in business, 50 to 60 years working, serving this community, and in five to six minutes, they destroy absolutely everything. You have a guy going behind, taking the cash register as if there's gonna be a ton of cash in there in the first place, just because he feels entitled to it, just because they're having fun, and they're just destroying everything, even though this should be considered an institution in that area, but they have no respect for that institution. You
1: told me your parents and your dad is i don't know if he's still sitting over there he's he's been busy in the kitchen yeah. uh he's what 83 years old yeah,
0: my dad's 83 he's been
2: retired but he still loves to come and you know help where he can and just just take care of it this is this is his this is his baby i think he loves the the store more than he loves me so yeah.
1: <laughs> i doubt that but you and this really touched my heart you told me that your dad cried when he saw the video of that mob
0: so here you have the son talking about the business that his father built the legacy that his father's life amounted to what he left to his children (laughs) Yeah. Something that not only earned income allowed him to raise his family, but continues to do that for other members of the family. And she's like, What really shocked me is that he cried when he saw the video of this. Well, obviously, that is considered weeping based on something that was lost that you worked your whole life to build towards. He just mentioned that his father is retired now, he's 83 years old, but he still loves coming into the store. He still loves checking on the business because, again, this is his legacy. This has his name on it. And the fact that this absolute buffoon of a local news reporter can't seem to understand that really goes to the heart of the problem. It really shows the separation from the journalist class from everybody else in this nation. Because obviously, that's how he would feel about this place. Obviously, that's how he would feel about his legacy. Obviously, that's how he would feel about being dishonored and disrespected by the very community that he set up shop in and had been serving for 50 years
1: just destroy and you gotta think you know people steal you don't justify stealing but not only did they steal things they just broke things just to break them
0: now look to be clear this video is not meant to be about the local news reporter i absolutely despise what these criminals did and they are the true perpetrators right here but the thing is this reporter is a perfect example of that enabling attitude that allows criminality to fester. She's like, listen, you know, people steal, you don't want to justify it, but she basically winks in the camera like she's justifying it because she doesn't understand the impact that that has on businesses like this, on businesses all over California that are shutting down due to this theft. But what was really crazy to her was the fact that they destroyed everything. They seemed to have fun with it. Again, spoken by. By a person who works in the local news who should presumably have experience covering crime and yet understands nothing of the criminal understands nothing of the mindset if you had to bet if you actually decided to talk to this person gave her a little bit of true serum on whether or not she believes that criminals are secretly Aladdin's with a heart of gold what do you think her answer would be based on the way that she's posing these questions to the guy days after his business was completely destroyed Yeah, it was just they broke our our scales. We had to get new scales. I mean, our cash registers, I get it, they broke
2: them because of you know there's money inside them. But yeah, they just it was just a mess. They left a bunch of stuff uh, overturned. Some all the meat we had to throw away. We don't know what you know glass was in there or or just people touching it. So yeah we did uh, we lost a lot of merchandise
0: so the guy says listen they destroyed the cash registers that is to be expected if people want money that is where typically you would expect to find the money but the thing is they destroyed the scales at the deli so they couldn't even weigh products because i guess they were against those scales they ended up smashing up so many displays in and around the deli area that they had to throw out all of the meat because they didn't know how much glass made its way into there and it seemed like they were destroying for destruction's sake and the reason it seemed like that is because they were destroying for destruction's sake. It was fun. It was entertaining. How many videos like this do we have to see before people get that through their head? This isn't starving people that are so desperate, just taking a little bit in order to survive. This is people who have free time on their hands, enough to go to these crazy street takeover parties, just looking to see something destroyed and looking to destroy something at the first opportunity. This was entertainment for them. They enjoyed this.
1: So we saw the worst of humanity, and I'm going to wrap and send it back to you. But the best of humanity came together. A friend of yours started a GoFundMe account just a few minutes ago. It was over $15,000. And you were telling me earlier how grateful you are. Oh,
2: we are very grateful. And, you know, not only are we grateful for our
0: Now, she brings up the fact that the best of humanity is that a customer set up a GoFundMe for this business, and at this point in time of the segment, it's raised about $15,000, and then, of course, the video freezes for like 20 seconds because the low production value, I guess, pairs with the low IQ of this reporter on the ground who doesn't understand the destructive nature of criminals, despite the fact that she works in local news and should be used to reporting on the destructive nature of criminals. But the thing is, I'm going to link that in the description, and I hope if If you guys are sympathetic to this, you donate to this guy's business. But that is not the best in humanity. That does not balance the cosmic scales. You had a customer and some generous thoughtful people donate to this business, but in reality, you still had hundreds of people ransack and destroy the place just for their own amusement, and that GoFundMe does not change the character of this population. And on top of that, that doesn't change the laws of California. That doesn't change the soft on crime treatment. That doesn't change the fact that this could easily happen again tomorrow, and there will still be almost no consequences for that. But hey, Those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about an absolutely tragic situation. Till next time.